Hey, it's Pat. I want to make sure you know about an upcoming event we're calling the Backstage Brainstorm. I do this show every day to bring people together so we can grow our businesses with one another. The next step is to join us for a brainstorming meeting. I want to meet you. I want to get to know you and your business. And I want to introduce you to the Idea Slam feedback and brainstorming sessions that we do inside the Idea Collective. It's a totally free, totally fun event. Click the link and you can sign up and be our guest. The Backstage brainstorms coming up next on September 27th. All right, let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages, it's freaking Monday. Small Business Mornings is on the air. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. This is the daily meeting for small business owners everywhere. And we do it live, so you don't have to grow it alone. On today's show, why most business content makes you feel terrible. It's by design, and that's because it works. We have a death-defying grocery store story that's perfect for a Monday morning. And our question of the day, if you're looking to restock your business book list before the fall, today's show is going to be perfect because everyone that tunes in, we're going to ask them, what's the best business book you've read lately? Because if we can make a great list, then we can have a lot of learning <clears throat> Excuse me, going into the fall and we can be ready to go. But most of all, this is a coffee break. This is a chance to say hello to one another and realize that we are not by ourselves. So when you tune in, say good morning in the chat and uh, let's raise our coffee to one another. Let's start with the news. I took a course over the weekend and the course I took over the weekend was about how to write better headlines and how to be more engaging with my content online. And something clicked. Something clicked to me. Talmar, good morning. Mitch, good morning. The thing that clicked for me is that the way that you get engagement online is that you make people feel bad. Now, that's exaggerating a skosh. But when I started to think about it, it made me think why sometimes I feel so meh. When I spend a lot of time on the business networks or I'm reading a bunch of blogs or doing whatever it is, it overall just makes me feel kind of sad. And the reason why is that it works. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, others. It works because content hooks are designed to get your attention. And according to the course I took, you can use content hooks and they come in pretty much three different flavors. The three flavors of great content hooks, which go into your headlines, are fear curiosity, and desire. So you see content hook titles like this. Never do this. The truth about that. I regret doing this. Stop doing that. All of these things are designed to make you feel like you're missing something or you're doing something wrong. And wait, the answer is right here. Just click. A few weeks ago, we talked about the news and how the news really isn't designed to inform you. The news is designed to engage you, to get your attention. And this kind of stuff, this course that I took, kind of reinforced for me that most of the things that we see online that are supposed to inform or support small business, they're not trying to inform or support anything. They're trying to capture your attention. 
That goes with almost all the podcasts that you see, all the LinkedIn posts, the blogs, the events, the lead magnets, the funnels, the everything. It's about getting your attention. You're doing something wrong. Everything you know isn't what's right. You're making a mistake if you don't X. I mean, I guess this show is no different. Really, I'm going to upline up uh, upgrade my headline game so I can get some more people to tune in so we can meet more friends. And those of you that are tuned in this morning, good morning. I mean, it's what works, but it's a reminder to look past the headlines. And when that little piece of you goes, ooh, I wonder what I'm missing. Oh, am I doing it wrong? You mean other people have this secret and I don't? Remember, that's by design. That's by design. You're being told that you're not good enough, so you will click. Don't fall for it. Or at least be aware if you are falling for it. And I also think after watching that this weekend and thinking deeply about the show on the golf course, I didn't think about the show on the golf course, but you know, this weekend I was really reflecting on the show and I was thinking, what do we need to do? And I kept on coming back to this idea of just companionship. We're going to get together. We're going to drink coffee. We're going to have a laugh. We're going to do the news. I'm going to give you some positive energy. We're going to get the day started. We're going to commit to something that's got to get done. We're going to ask a question of the day. We're going to bring small business owners together in a positive, supportive environment. Don't grow it alone. That's what it's all about. So I might use some of those headline tricks, but when I went through it, and what were the three triggers again? Fear, curiosity, and desire. Yeah, it works right? It works. Yes. And this is a great point. Yes. Don't you think people go searching for an answer when they're in pain and you want to attract the person you can help by drawing them in on the pain they were searching for? You are exactly right. I'm not disputing that this works. It's it's a great strategy and it's one that I'm going to employ. The thing that I'm bringing up is There's a reason why when you look at a long string of business content, you end up feeling like you're missing everything and you're no good. So yeah, this is exactly the right way to write those headlines. And that was from Talmar. Thank you, Talmar. I totally agree. It's the right way to do it. I'm just bringing up the point that when you see story after story after story, it just makes you feel like you have no clue about how to business. That's the point that I'm trying to make. So Talmar, thank you for that. I appreciate it. If you're just tuning in, this is Small Business Mornings. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. That was the deep thought of the day. We've got some fun stories to do because the real news is far too horrid. Uh, That is definitely the case. We're not going to talk about Maui and the awful fires that are burning out there. It's Monday, so there's another Trump story that we're not going to cover. There's another Hunter Biden story we're not going to cover. Leave that to the real news programs. Let's talk about something else something much more urgent and pressing this morning, something that you need at this moment in your life. Coffee. I have two coffee stories this morning that we need to discuss. The first one, I can't understand. I'm going to show you the picture, and then you need to explain this to me. Here's the picture. Duncan, used to be Dunkin' Donuts, sad. Duncan is going to release a new beverage line called Duncan Spiked. Good morning, Sue. Duncan Spiked. So it's iced tea and coffees with alcohol. Whee! What's the use case for this? 
I don't get it. I don't get it. This is why God made Baileys. Can we move on? Like, seriously, do we need Duncan spiked? No. Baileys exists. Kahlua exists. Do whatever it is. Coffee and Baileys, I get it. But a 12-pack of Duncan spiked, when are you going to drink that? Are you going to sit down and have a few of those on Tuesday morning before you go into work? Are you going to kick back on Sunday with three or four Duncan spiked and realize that you're, you're not making great life choices? They're not putting these in the restaurant. They're not putting these in a restaurant. This is only for at-home use. And yes, this is exactly right. Alcohol is about money. You're right, T. See, that's the thing. This is a complete money grab, isn't it? And you know the other thing that makes me bad about this? Good morning, Patty. Is it, I bet these are delicious. <laughs> I bet these are awesome. Yes, it's a money grab. And yes, they're delicious. But you're not getting the boys around for a 12-pack of Dunkin' Spike strawberry dragon fruit iced tea, are you? No. They're 5% alcohol. Good morning, Teresa and Jennifer. And yes, this is the real use case, Lisa Rabel. Hair of the dog. <laughs> Keep like three of those in the back of the fridge for just in case, right? In case of emergency, break glass on Duncan Spiked. That, see, that's the insightful content you get on Small Business Mornings. That's exactly right. So you were mad because you want one. Exactly. I am mad because I want one. I want one right now. I'm mad because I want one. And yes, Lisa, that's exactly right. The strategy of having that for a hangover, that is perfect. Okay, so here's a deep thought question. So Duncan Spiked is going to be a thing. So keep them in the back of your fridge per Lisa Rabel for Hair of the Dog. Brilliant. Brilliant, insightful content. Here's a deep thought question for you. When does pumpkin spice season begin? This is a real question. I'm really curious. When do you think pumpkin spice season begins? Because Duncan is putting booze in their coffee. And 7-Eleven, they launch their pumpkin spice flavored coffee on August 1st. That a little preemptive? That a little early? Like when I love pumpkin spice coffee, it is officially fall when I get my pumpkin spice latte. Total sucker for it. I know that because it's good. It's just good. But when does pumpkin spice latte season begin? Patty says mid-October for sure. Yep. Okay. Oh, and this is a true authority. The Waffle House people were telling us pumpkin spice waffles come next month. I love me some Waffle House. Like, Wisconsin's a great place to live, yet no Waffle Houses. If there was a Waffle House, I would be in. T says uh, September 1st, Talmar. Yeah, that's about right. I was thinking about after Labor Day. Is the official no shame pumpkin spice latte season um, because then, you know, it's fall, right? Bust out your crock pots, make your chili, put your white pants away and drink your pumpkin spice latte. Don't you think? Because I know that it's fall when that happens, but I think, uh, the first of August is a little bit too soon. It kind of falls with that same energy of putting up the Halloween decorations already in Lowe's and Home Depot. Yes, exactly. It's just like Christmas in September. Very good point, Lisa. 
Okay, so that happened. Little bit too soon. But thank you uh, for playing 7-Eleven. We appreciate it. We're going to do our question of the day and talk about books in a little bit. I got a meme of the day that's going to hit hard for small business owners. But one more news story, and this is a Monday special for you. You ready? This was the headline of a news story. I'm just casually scrolling the news. Just scrolling the news. Boop, 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 boop. And I scroll stopped on this headline. That... I'm just warning you. This is this was a scroll stopper. Spider with erection inducing bite shuts down supermarket. What? Excuse me? Excuse me? Yeah. Spider with erection inducing bite shuts down supermarket. Well, you know, for your benefit, I had to read that news story, just to know what was going on to determine whether or not I should bring this show, right? I wasn't sure if I should do this news story, but I thought after reading it, you know, this is the hard-hitting information you come for this show. You need, you need this. So here's the story. You're welcome. A supermarket in Austria was shut down for three days after they allegedly spotted a Brazilian wandering spider in one of their banana boxes. Now, just the name, Brazilian wandering spider. You know that nothing good is coming from the Brazilian wandering spider. Anyway, they thought they saw this massive spider in the banana box. Turns out it's famous because it has one of the deadliest bites in the world. And the venom from the spider can cause convulsions, blurred vision, and hours-long erections in its victims. This is true story. This is right from the story. So the spider freaked people out, freaked the manager out, freaked the manager out so badly he called the fire department to investigate. And when the fire department arrived, the store manager described the spider as about eight inches long. And when the firemen looked, they noticed it was about five and a half. Blink, blink, pause. Okay. (laughs) But here's the best part of the story. (laughs) Sorry. I had to. I I know. You just unsubscribed. I know you hate me. I'm sorry. Anyway, the fire department didn't find the spider. So they came, the, the, the store manager freaks, calls the fire department on a spider. They come and they search the entire store. They didn't find it. So now they have a problem because they clean the store like crazy. And then they release a quote. It can be ruled out that the animal seen is still Uh, is not in the store. And then they said, no spiders have been found to date. They could have left the to date part out, don't you think? No spiders have been found. Don't you think that? Just stop. They needed some editing on that quote. No spiders have been found to date. So I ask you, when you go grocery shopping in Austria, are you going to go to the spiders on the loose store? Like, oh, I need some Triscuits. Ah! Like, 
Are you going to go to that store? No, you're not. You're going to burn it down with gas. And yes, you're going to watch that thing burn and then call back the fireman. Well, you couldn't find it, so I had... Come on. Right? You're not going back to that store. Think about like... Oh, I don't go to that store because, you know, the parking is a little iffy. Or I don't go to that store because they don't have enough self-checkout. I don't go to that store because the butcher, you know, the guy was kind of rude to me once. I don't go to that store because I might die. Yes, don't go to that store. Don't go to that store. Next time you're grocery shopping in Austria. Question of the day coming up. Let's do our uh, accountability, shall we? We have our accountability and the meme of the day. So now we're switching back from uh, boner spiders, and we're going to do uh, do the freaking thing. So on Friday, we were talking about accountability, and we talked about what are you going to get done today? And I told you I was going to dad energy you like crazy if you didn't get your thing done on Friday. We pick out one thing, and we commit to getting it done by the end of the day. So today I'm asking you to do the same thing. And it's kind of like a teacher asking you to turn in your homework. Did you do your homework? Did you? Only you can answer that question. So think about what must be done today. Can you commit to one thing that must be done today? Write it down on a piece of paper. Write it down. Something that you need to do that's going to make you successful. Feel free to share it in the chat if you will. But we need to know what's one thing you're going to get done today. Today, I have to get through my to-do list. I have all of these nagging tasks, nagging tasks that won't get done. So I'm committing to clean up the ticky-tack stuff in my to-do list because it's raining cats and dogs today. So there's really nothing to do other than to sit around and clean up the to-do list. So look at this. We had a commitment on Friday. We needed to get that outline done, that content outline. And we need to book a coach call at 8 a.m. tomorrow. So we've got some work that needs to get done today. Thank you for sharing. So what are you doing? The content outline needed to get done. What are you getting done today? Commit to it. Because when you commit to it on this show, in your head, on paper, on purpose, we're going places. And if you think about it, if I gave you a magic wand, where's my magic wand? Here's my magic wand. If I gave you a magic wand... And you could get one thing done today guaranteed that would move the business forward. How much better off would you be? So I'm asking you to commit to it right now. Commit to it. Write it down. Do the freaking thing. And that way we can say that we actually did some business together today. We didn't just tell inappropriate jokes. Right? I can't believe you told those inappropriate jokes. Can't believe you did that. My goodness. Let's see. Lisa's got to do her link tree update for her website. Very good. Sarah Deacon, uh, I'm committing to following up with leads today and putting the finishing touches onto the talk I'm doing tomorrow. Hell yeah. Very good. High five. So those are the types of things. we got to commit to something that we want to get done, and that way we can move forward. We're going to ask you about the best book that you've read recently, and if you're watching this show in the replay, you can also com- contribute in the comments because people will see it in future viewings of Small Business Mornings. So just because you're not watching it live doesn't mean you can't contribute to the conversation. So make sure you think about um, what the best book is because we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But first, let's do our meme of the day. 
this one I think is going to hit home for a lot of us. Oh, all these small businesses are closing. It's so sad. Yeah, it's awful. You want to buy something? Oh, heavens no. I'm just killing time. (laughs) Have you had a conversation just like this with a friend or family member? Wow, how are you staying open? All I see are all these small businesses closing. Yeah, it's really bad. Would you like to buy something? Oh, no. No. Good luck with that. Whatever. Doesn't that ring true? Totally rings true. Oh, no, no. I don't want to buy anything. Good luck. No, I'm not going to buy anything. Totally hits home. Let's talk books, shall we? This is always a good conversation because if you're like me, uh, you like to read books and you like to learn things from books. And some people collect great business books as um, a point of pride that they have. These are my top 10 business books. These are things I really believe in. These are the ones I recommend to my clients and my friends. So now is the time to show us what are the books that you are reading lately. So what are you reading now? Or what's a great read that you've had recently? Drop it in the chat. Let's have this conversation. So some of the things uh, that I've been reading lately, I've been really tactical. I've been worrying about this show. I've been worrying about my marketing and sales funnels. So I've been reading like really tactical stuff. One of the stories that I was, or books rather, I was shared to uh, from Betsy Clark, shout out Betsy Clark, Story Worthy by Matthew Dix is a great book about finding the everyday stories in your life and turning them into conversation points for sales meetings, for keynotes, for shows like this, whatever. But uh, story worthy. It's been a great read. I'm only about halfway through it so far. Another great read that I had recently was Hidden Brilliance by Katie Rasool. Excellent book about introverts in business. And I also plowed through the 10x is easier than 2x book from Dan Sullivan. So the new Dan Sullivan book was pretty good, right? It's basically saying, Try and get a million and you'll get a hundred thousand. Okay. Thanks, Dan. It's a good book. It really was a good book and it will make you think about where you're aiming too low and where you should be aiming higher. So it was a good motivational book, but I'm kind of caught up after I finish this uh, story book, I kind of have some free brain space and with the fall coming, which means less golf and more sadness, um, I have some time to read books. So this is really one big request for me to find new stuff to read. Uh, QBQ by John Miller. That's a good one, Lisa, for sure. Run Toward the Roar by John Robertson. Run Toward the Roar. That's a hard thing to say, roar. Why is that one great, Leanne? Would you share that? I really would like to know why that one's really good. Uh, Sarah just did uh, Talk Like Ted. In the middle of Get Rich, Lucky Bitch by Denise Thomas, and I'm really enjoying it. Awesome. I think I read Get Rich. I think I read that book. That's a good one. Okay, so let's do this. If you've got any other book ideas, drop them in, because uh, I want to know what's good to read, and I want you to know what's good to read, because you really always should be reading something. You really should have a book going at all times. Otherwise, it's just filling your head with the Twitter or the LinkedIn, which we just learned earlier in this episode, is pretty much making you feel lousy by design. So find those great books and fill your head with good content. 
All right, let's do a few announcements before we get out of here today. Uh, this show is the living example of what we're doing inside the Idea Collective. So if you're not a member of the Idea Collective, you may want to consider it. We're brainstorming multiple times a week. We've got support and interest clubs happening in there. We've got a 24-7 message board, our annual retreat. It's basically the place where people are no longer building their business all by themselves. So it's a great place for small business owners to meet and grow with one another. Click the QR code if you would like to take a look at that. Also, if you're not an Idea Collective member yet, and you kind of want to know more about what we're doing before joining. We're doing an event in the middle of September for folks that aren't Idea Collective members yet. We're calling it the Backstage Brainstorm. Get a chance to meet me, learn about your business, meet some other members from the group, do some power networking, and then test out the Idea Slam, which is our signature brainstorming event inside the community. So if you're kind of interested in what this show is all about, what the Idea Collective might be about, and how this community could walk with you while you build your small business dream, the event is September 13th, and uh, we've only got a few slots available, so grab one of those slots before they're gone. We would love to see you. Okay, with that, let's see. Oh, I think I missed a chat. Okay, hold on a second. Leanne, I asked her what that book was about, and she said, it's about transforming crisis and change into the opportunity to thrive. Okay, run toward the roar. Thank you, Leanne. That sounds pretty interesting. <clears throat> okay, that does it for this edition of Small Business Mornings. This is a daily show built for small business owners. And it's not going to be all hard-hitting facts and you should be doing this and that. Sometimes we talk about banana spiders because you know what? It made me laugh. I read that story on Saturday. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to tell that story on Monday. I have to tell that story on so we will be back here tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. I hope you will be as well, maybe with a Duncan Spiked. Who knew? I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now your job is to go out in small business. Go do something amazing. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Thanks for tuning in.